Hello, and welcome to the Behind the Leash Podcast with your hosts, Paige and Ryan. Welcome to this episode of the Behind the Leash Podcast. I am your co-host, Ryan. And I'm your other co-host, Paige. And today we are joined by our first brewery on the podcast, Punch Buggy Brewing. Yes, and I'm so excited. Welcome to the show, John and Rob. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, definitely. So we like to start each episode talking about what we all are drinking. So John, can you kick it off and let us know what you're drinking? Sure. I have uh, Buried Motives. It's a stout um, brewed by Sacred Vice Brewing Company. It's not very far from us. Um, great people over there. Right on 3233 Amber Street in Philadelphia. I'm going to crack it right now, actually. I'll, see, I'll let you guys know how it tastes. Yeah, it's got a nice head on it. Smells good. Smells like coffee a little bit. Nice, uh, flavorful beverage. Mm. Yeah, they did this right. <laughs> awesome. Kids and now. Rob, what are you drinking? Uh, so I actually grabbed this beer a few months ago, and I decided to crack it today for this occasion. So I actually have uh, some Canadian breakfast stout from Founders with me right now. Yeah. So Ryan, what are we drinking? We decided to pour the same thing today. We did. Um, we are actually in our hometown, I guess, where we both grew up in Long Valley, New Jersey. So we picked up a crowler of Chilton Mill Brewing. Okay. Uh, brewery opened just about a year ago. Yeah. I think they just celebrated their one year anniversary. It is the Rock Spring IPA. It is a 5.8% um, alcohol by volume. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah, it's really good. Very cool. All right. So the next part of our um, podcast is the six pack of questions. So the way this is going to work is Ryan is going to ask six questions. You guys are going to each answer each question. So we'll get a total of 12 answers. Okay. All right. So we'll start off with John. Uh, John, where are you from? I am born and raised in Philadelphia, um, specifically Northeast Philly. Yeah, I just lived here my whole life. Love it here. You know, cheese steaks are in my blood, so... <laughs> It's a great, great city. It's a great city. For sure. Rob, what about you? Where are you from? So uh, I'm from Philly as well. I don't, I don't know if uh, John actually mentioned this, but uh, me and him are actually cousins. So that's, you know, me and him have grown up together for a very long time. So I'm from Northeast Philadelphia, just like John. All right. Next question. How old were you two when you had your first beer? I would say... So as far as like a full beer, probably like 16. But I, I remember uh, my first sip of beer uh, being probably more when I was like eight, I'd say, at my grandmom's. My grandparents are, are Irish, and uh, it was a Pilsner. It was like, uh, I don't recall exactly what it was. It was like, you know, maybe Budweiser or something like that. And Rob, what about you? Uh, I was a little bit older when I had my first beer. I didn't start actually drinking until I, I went into uh, college. So uh, I was at Drexel at the time, and I had my first beer. It was probably in a house party, and it was probably the, the cheapest beer that they could possibly find. 
it's definitely not not the most pre pleasurable experience but I, I kept on going back to beer so I, I feel like it's it's been good to me so far so what is your uh, your favorite style of beer uh, for me I'd say for me it's like uh, it kind of changes with the weather during the summer months uh, I like a good Pilsner during the, the fall, you know, something a little bit heavier, you know, maybe like a Belgian style, something like that. And then in the wintertime, a stout. Um, but really, it's whatever's in the glass, I guess, too, because <laughs> I'm drinking a stout right now, and it's pretty hot out there today. For me, it's it's usually I've, – I've been leaning towards that Belgian-style beers lately. I just – I really like the, the complexity of some of them. All right. So if you guys could listen uh, to one genre of music for the rest of your life, uh, what would it be? Or one style of music, I guess. This is tough. I would say, I, I guess, classic rock, um, if you're going to include, like, the Beatles in that sort of thing. Um, that's definitely, Beatles are, are my favorite band. So, you know, the, they, they put out a lot of great music throughout their careers. And Rob, what about you? I'd have to stick to, like, 90s, 90s style off alternative I, I really like that that genre just uh blink 182 um third eye blind and uh green day in there they're they're all like some of my my go-to bands in general all right so the fifth question is back of questions what is your favorite local restaurant to eat at there's it's like you just could trip over an awesome one just about like anywhere around i really like uh there's a place called que chula es puebla it's about like a, I think it's like a block and a half from where we're at on Second Street, and then uh, I really like uh, El Greco for pizza. The original Thirteen Cider puts out some some really good food, and then Poe's Sandwich Shop. Uh, you know, I don't know how often you guys have. I'm sure you've been there, right? Yeah, yeah. fantastic, dude. You literally took every single restaurant in the area. You're not making it easy for Rob. <laughs> I mean, now I'm going to have to say that my favorite cheesesteak place is Joe's Steaks, and then that's it. I, I definitely go there, hands down. <laughs> that is the absolute best place. So if you guys could, I guess the last last question, the six-pack questions, if you guys could name a destination you want to go to that you haven't traveled to yet, where would you go? Um, I, I would probably go to the Caribbean and any, any like, tropical island destination. I, I've done um, – Actually, I've been to Europe like twice, and I've checked that out a lot. Um, but I have not really been to like a tropical paradise kind of thing, like a Hawaii or a Puerto Rico or something like that. So just like a really nice beach. Rob, what about you? I think I'd have to say I would, I would definitely try to go to Ireland. Um, that's, that's been on my list for a while just because of, you know, me, me and – my my background with you know my heritage and everything like that and also because guinness is there but that wraps up our six pack of questions here thank you guys for you know teaching us a little bit about yourselves now it's the time where we kind of hand the floor over to you guys and you guys get to talk about punch buggy and and how it started and i'm john riley i am 38 years old uh got my degree from temple and um it's in criminal justice. That's what I have to do with brewing. I've been uh, home brewing for probably about 11 years now. For me, I guess the, the idea of like craft and just the, 
the field being into craft brewing uh, stemmed from when I was in college, a friend of mine got tickets to this uh, event in um, Philadelphia called the Royal Stumble, which is uh, it was this huge like craft beer event, just like heavy hitters in the craft beer world. Now, back in the day, it was at this uh, brewery called Nodding Head Brewing Company. Um, they're closed now, but they had run this, this thing called the Royal Stumble every July. And it was all about which craft brewery could uh, kick the keg first. Uh, Trogues was there and Triumph and Victory and uh, Stouts was there. Dogfish was there. It was the best craft beer bonanza, you know, you could ever go to. It just got me so um, into craft beer, like at, you know, a pretty young age, like my early 20s. And from there, I was just like, I got to start a brewery. And I met up with uh, Pat Coyne, who was our um, CEO, and he actually had already started like the trademarking and everything by the time me and him started talking about it. And then I said to him, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get in on this, you know, if you want to start this, this thing up. He, he came up with the, uh, the name, like the punch buggy was from a, a family car that he had back in college. That's where like the name originated. But uh, the, he and I started to look for, for locations, um, I guess about four years ago now. We found this awesome spot on American Street. About three years ago, we started, like three and a half years ago, I guess, we started leasing. Yeah, it's been great. The, yeah, that was the kind of like the genesis of it, I guess, for me. I'm Rob Clark. Uh, I went to school for engineering at Drexel. I was able to get involved with the brewery because me and John were talking about it during one of our family parties. And he was like, Rob, he's like, what do you think about investing some money? I think my mom originally came up with the idea. She's like, why don't you give John some money for this brewery thing? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, this sounds like a great idea because you know what? I love beer. Uh, when, when I'm working down at the brewery, usually I handle a lot of the, the front of the house stuff. Typically I'm, I'm bartending on the weekends or if I'm not doing that, then I, you know, I help out with the, the, the guys in the kitchen. And did you ever brew your own beer? Uh, so me and John have brewed a few beers ourselves. That, that's, that's the next step for me is to try to get involved with brewing. I just I bought a brewing kit uh, quite recently, so I'm debating on whether or not I should take this time during the pandemic and start brewing my own beer. I've been, I've been working on it. I've been trying to, that's, that's the next step for me. I already got the spot all laid out. I was like, why, why is there space over here? Let's put some, no, 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 that's for, um, and like, he wouldn't say it. And then I was like, no, you are not brewing your own beer. He doesn't know the, uh, electricians coming to put in a, a 240 outlet, you know, Nice. <laughs> one day. John, you gave a little bit of background of how it started with Pat and you, is there anything else you would like to add to like, how did it start? So he had the idea and you went in on it and you found a location, but why Philadelphia? For me, like Philadelphia um, is, you know, it's, it's the city. There's, uh, there's so much, I guess, like goodwill here, especially in the direct vicinity of where we're at. Um, Fishtown, Northern Liberties, Kensington. It's just like, a great group of residents that, um, you know, really just 
embrace things and and you know it's a it's a pretty young crowd and they they try a lot of new things and they want to give you know their community their full support and uh, i think that we felt that philadelphia you know it's, it's just always been my home and so it's it's just the, that connection that made us want to do it here and i know pat would say the exact same thing with that um so when it comes to brewing the beer how do you guys come up with the recipes and who exactly is involved in that whole process? So we do a, a brewing by committee. Um, so it's basically four main brewers that kind of take the lead on what is going to be brewed and what the recipe is. Some of it comes from demand. We do look at like, hey, we, we have one IPA on. It's flying through the keg. We're not going to you know, be able to just get creative right now. We just need to brew an IPA. But a lot of times we're just like, hey, let's let's see if, uh, if a hazelnut will take off. And, you know, that was a good beer for us, the, the hazelnut. Uh, Brown Ale was one that um, Pat came up with. Me and him had uh, done a lot of experimenting throughout our time home brewing. So we, we have different things to pull from. I think a lot of times the, the beauty of beer is in the, like the simplicity of it. A lot of times we try and stick to more classic styles to appeal to you know, broader audience. And speaking of audience, Rob, you said you work a lot. Um, and before all of this happened, you were front yeah. of the house, you were serving beers, you were a bartender. What was it like doing that on the weekends? Did you feel like there was a sense of community? I know John had touched on this too. Like the reason that you guys got the space in Fishtown, Northern Liberties area yeah. is because of that community. But do you, did you feel it? Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel it. Uh, I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised when I started bartending to, to notice how many people actually come in and actually love our beer so much and, and make a point to even stop down every weekend or every other weekend. But that, that kind of stuff to me, like it's, it's not, it wasn't even expected. It's not like it, it's not even people that, you know, I knew from like growing up or anything like that, though they do stop in, but just random strangers off the street that we were able to go and connect with and, and be able to go and have them come in and stop in our brewery. That, that to me is actually so special. Yeah. I think it's, it's really neat. You know, every time we were coming in, there was something different, you know, uh, I know yeah. the time we were in, you guys had like a, a brew off kind of thing. It was, which I think it was a stout, right? Which stout was better. And you would put a tally yeah. on the board, like just, you know, great ideas. I know you guys did some collaboration with a uh, second story. Every weekend, I know, I don't want to say every weekend, but there's a lot of weekends we would come in and like the whole beer lineup would change, you know? Yeah. A very rotating list, I guess, because you guys are doing a small batch kind of series. What does um, the brewing process look like for you guys? So uh, we have a one barrel system. Typically, it takes it takes about two two weeks for the, the beers to go and ferment. And then we go and cold crash them and carve them in our uh, in our walk-in freezer in the uh, right behind the taps. And that process probably takes three to three to four days. So that's that's one of the reasons why we have such a high turnover time on some of the beers. When we brew a beer any given week, it's two it's two kegs of beer, which it, it sounds like a lot, but if you go and you have people coming in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We could easily go through at least at least one keg of beer a week of of a particular batch, and then potentially two if it's if it's a really good selling beer such as a New England IPA. 
Do you guys have plans to scale that at all? The, the max that we can get up to right now is three barrels in the, the current location, um, just based off of logistics and everything involved with that. So that was, that was the next step for us. You know, two, three months ago, we were talking about buying the system. With this all, all hitting right now, we're still looking for the system and potentially love utilizing some of the, the loan options that are out there for businesses to go and move forward and, and grow while, while this is all going on because it's going to be a little bit more extensive of a process in the brewery. So I guess if you guys could uh, explain a little bit everyone's role in the brewery and, and kind of how the team dynamic works. All right. So John, Pat, and Matt – who are all three owners, all brew beer, and typically Matt, Matt's the head brewer. From there, Pat also has a number of other responsibilities, general managing and doing doing a lot of that stuff, and he handles a lot of the day-to-day -day operations when, I, you know, when, when I'm not working behind the bar, anything that's really going on behind the scenes. John typically handles a lot of the kitchen work, uh, any kind of uh, food that we need to go and buy and procure, and getting that all set up and making sure that, you know, every, anybody who's in the kitchen staff, if they need to, you know, know anything prior to their shift, you know, he lets them know about that. Rain handles uh, a lot of the money involved with the brewery, uh, the bank accounts, and also he handles uh, the, the front of the house when I can't go and be there. Matt basically goes and handles strictly the, the beer uh, during the week. He goes and makes sure that that all of the, the steps that need to be taken after the brewing process are taken so that the, brew, the, the beers end up uh, as perfect as possible. Ryan handles a lot of the paperwork and all of the, the hiring stuff, and he also generated all of the recipes pretty much that we use in the kitchen. I, you know, mentioned earlier, basically I handle pretty much the, the front of the house stuff whenever I'm there. And I, I've unofficially said that I, I like to name the beers as much as possible. I think I have some of the better names out of them. But then, what was uh, one of your favorites that you named? One of my favorites, just because it was it was me busting on John, was I came up with the Johnny Light name. That's that's my personal favorite right now. I mean, I'd say we all a, a lot of things we work as a team. So. Um, Matt is definitely uh, the most involved in the brewery itself. Like he, he does a lot of the transfers. So like you, you have a beer, it's in a fermenter. It needs to be uh, transferred out of that fermenter in like a closed system so that there's not any oxygen that's going to get into the beer. He needs to put it into the bright tank. So the bright tank is basically a, a separate tank that's like between fermenter and keg. You have to get it to where the beer is like crystal clear and well carbonated. This all happens in the bright tank. And so he does that transfer and makes sure everything's, you know, working well and that there's no uh, issues with dissolved oxygen getting into the beer. Me, Matt, Pat, and also we have um, a fourth brewer who's like an employee of ours, James Baker, who um, does, uh, you know, some, some awesome brewing as well. And he's a seasoned home brewer that we brought on from uh, the Philly Homebrew Club. You know, there's there's a lot of different moving parts, and we all are chipping in in a lot of different ways. I I do a number of uh, different things with the social media. Um, typically, I head up the Instagram. Toast is actually something that Robbie and Patrick both handle the uh, the site where people can go and order our beer online and then come and pick it up. But like I say, a lot lot of moving parts. We're talking about online ordering right now because that's 
basically the best way to get people into your business right now during the pandemic. How is that going for you? And do you think it's something that you're going to continue to do as well? So when we are allowed to slowly reopen, are you going to continue to have this online ordering set up? We've been, we've been doing really well with uh, opening up one day a week, doing online ordering for the, the number of hours that were open and, and only being open one day a week. It's been fantastic, actually. We've had a lot of people come out and support us, which is very helpful. I think that going forward, uh, since, since we're not going to be able to fully utilize our space, especially, I think we're going to have to continue using online ordering for the, the, the near future and, until this uh, whole issue subsides doing carry out and, and everything like that. I think that's, that's going to be a part of our business model uh, going forward for at least the near future. Yeah, I would fully agree with that. Yeah. You know, the, the online ordering, it's, it's convenient uh, for people to just be able to go online and say, these are the beers I want. They pick them out and then they can swing by and, and pick them up and, and we know to expect them. And yeah, it works, works really well. Yeah, I know. I noticed uh, this week in Philadelphia, we've kind of had that curbside open drink order. Th- uh, where you can order a drink to go, basically yeah. cocktail to go. Okay. I think that's next up for you. Is there, is there a potential or a possibility of doing that? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, for right now, I, I don't think that it's 100% legal with us. I don't even know. Are we in red now still? Are we in yellow? Like, there's all these different colors going around. We're in red still. Still in red, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think that's 100% street legal on red to be doing draft beer. But I do know that they started doing mixed drinks, which I think was pretty much legal across the board that they figured something out with that. Because it's a sealed container, then it shouldn't be an issue. So, yeah, as, long as, so as long as you have a cup and then you go and put a piece of tape over the cup where the straw hole is, then I think you're okay. So uh, besides Punch Buggy, what's your favorite brewery to, to have a beer at? This is tough. This is, uh, gee. I'll go first because I'll let you think for a minute, all right? So my one of my favorite spots is uh, I, I really like to go to Wissahickon Brewing Company just because it's a, it's a very – I really like the environment over there. A few of my friends are actually really close to there, and I used to live over there. So that's, that's one of my favorite breweries over in that uh, the Roxburgh Manioc area especially. But I, I relate the vibes and everything going on there. And they always have good beer. We haven't been there yet. I Well, I had been there for the first time to do a curbside pickup. It looked, it looked cute. I was like, I wish we yeah. about this before. Cool. Yeah, they're they're really dog friendly over there too. Perfect that's, for us. That's us. <laughs> we always Stuff. try and find your little outside table so we can bring the dog outside <laughs> and sit. Okay, yeah. So I came up with something. Form. Fermentary <laughs> form. It's just like you go there and I'm sure you guys are, are familiar with form. Mm-hmm. It's like you're in some kind of secret club. You know, it's just like this. It's really close to where we're at, but it's like, it's just kind of neat inside. And the beer there is always awesome, spot on. They're great, great sours. I've never had a better sour than the sours that they put out, so. Yeah, the first couple times, like, we walked by and we're like, Paige's like, I think there's a brewery over here. I'm like, where would there be a brewery? Like, <laughs> right by the horse tables. We tried to go there multiple times, and then, like, we finally went one time because, like, we were meeting people, and I was like, we can't just, like, not find it. 
<laughs> we are told people we were going there and right. we force us to find it. It's almost like it doesn't, they don't want it to be found yeah. kind of thing. So I had a question back to the community feel of everything and first day that you opened or prior to that, what did your marketing look like? So Pat started the Facebook at least, I'd say at least two years prior to us opening. So it's just a long game kind of thing where he was getting people interested. He already had t-shirts, he already had growlers, already had like videos up on YouTube and stuff like that. He actually was running a, like a beer fest, Northeast Philly beer fest is something that he basically runs out of uh, Constatter. What he would do is like kind of bring beer there and he wasn't technically selling it, uh, basically just giving it away. But people, he gets people interested in, you know, the whole um, prospect of this new brewery. I started the Instagram probably about a, maybe a year, year and a half before we opened and started marketing that way. Just a lot of you know, small things that we did to kind of get people interested. And then, you know, once we settled on a hard date for when we were going to open, you know, we put it up there and just let everybody know. And I think there was, there was people pulling for us because we had like a little snippet in the Inquirer and just different spots that we were like, whoa, we didn't talk to anybody there. And it was just kind of cool that people were covering it. We, you know, we also did some things that like maybe we didn't even think were marketing that like legally we had to do. So we had to have the zoning changed um, before we even opened because in Philly, there is no like brewery zoning. So you have to apply for a variance. We had to go around and deliver letters to everybody within like a two block radius. And so we, we were doing, um, that was like door to door kind of stuff and and we got a pretty good you know vibe from that we had people like oh yeah definitely i'll i'll go you know we had we had one guy walked up to the door he's holding a budweiser and he's like beer yeah i'll i'll go you know grab some uh, some craft beer so i know you guys mentioned before kind of taking you know the potential of taking the, the system from a one barrel to a three barrel do you guys think that'll open up your range with distributing to restaurants because i know i don't know if you guys are in a, a bunch of restaurants right now or, or you're distributing at all? <laughs> so uh, right now, uh, we're strictly selling out of our business right now. If we go up to three barrels, there's there's a slight potential that we'd be able to go and take some of the beer and sell to restaurants. But that would be on a case-by-case -case basis. That wouldn't be um, one of our main ways that we would be uh, distributing. Um, it would be more more of a convenience kind of a thing where we'd be trying to to I guess look and see our fridge space and and how much square footage we have and what else is coming off uh, coming on the tap and if we'd have enough keg space for anything like that. So at, with three barrels, it seems uh, we'd just be uh, supplying the brewery, and if we have to go and get rid of a few kegs, then we would. How can people know which day you're open once a week, and how can they order from you online to support you right now? We're open from 12 to 4 on Saturdays, every Saturday right now, until things uh, hopefully open up a little bit. You know, we're still kind of figuring out the logistics of having people sit, uh, sit down in our, in our space. But when you go to Facebook, we have um, almost every post that we do now, we have the link to our ordering site where you can just click on that and just order whatever it is you want to get for pickup during those hours on Saturday. You know, all the beers that we have 
on on tap right now can be taken in growlers. Um, we also have four packs of cans of our uh, our uh, New England IPA Beetlejuice, which has been a, a big hit. And then we also have uh, our collaboration with um, Second Story Tiger King, which uh, oh, it's T H A I, not to be confused with Joe Exotic Tiger King, but it's um you know Thai basil and bunch of other like spices it's a really unique beer um so we have that in bottles also uh like four packs of bottles but all that stuff you can just order on our site which you can find the link in on instagram or facebook come pick it up we do have sandwiches too for to-go options and uh we recently partnered with fishtown pickle project for the pickles well thank you so much for joining us today on the behind the leash podcast Okay, no, sorry. okay, it's all you. <laughs> I guess for entrepreneurs, business owners, side hustlers, and beer lovers. Thanks, John and Rob, for joining us today. No problem. Had a great time. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you.